Well, open with me today to Luke 9, 23 through 24. And it says, Jesus said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. Jesus is telling his guys here, and he's telling us today, that if anyone would come after me, see, there's a seeking process that has to happen when you're looking for God in your life. He, he's not a God that just stands still and, and never moves. He's always moving. He's always going places. And, and he says, come after me. There's four things he tells us in this, in this passage of Scripture. First, he says, come. Then he says, deny. Then he says, take up. And then he says, follow. All of these are action words. Following Jesus is just not a sit in my seat, watch it happen kind of thing. It's something that we have to pursue. It's something that we have to want. We have to want his presence in our, in our lives. We have to want what he has for us every step that we take. And, and so it's a continual thing that Jesus is telling his guys that you have to pursue me. We as Christians today, we have to pursue Jesus every step and every day. Uh, my kids asked me one time, Dad, how do, you, how do you know that you're saved? And I would tell them, the reason I know that I'm saved is because I made Jesus Lord of my life today. I, I make him Lord of my life every single day. I go after him first thing in the morning. In, in fact, I don't want you to get a bad picture here, but when I jump in the shower in the morning, that's when I start my day with Jesus. I got to get some hot water hitting me. So I can wake up, and the first thing I say when I get in the shower, before I lather up, before I put the head and shoulders in my hair, I say, Jesus, save me today. Heal me. Take me. I am all yours. What you want to do with the man, do it with me. And that's how I start every single day. So, so as followers of Jesus, we, we have to go after him, and then we have to deny ourselves. That denies is a hard part. Because all day long, as I walk through life, I have to constantly deny myself. It's not easy. He never said it would be easy. Lots of people say, well, you know, follow Jesus. It's, it's easy. It's not always easy. I'm going to tell you as a pastor, it's not always easy. There's some people I want to choke sometimes. When, when I drive down the road in Houston, because he moved me there, Quite often, I say, Pastor, you can't have road rage. There's a Trump Church sticker on your back window. <laughs> and I'm one of those packing pastors, you know, I carry everywhere I go. You can't shoot them, Pastor. As bad as I want to sometimes, you can't do that. And, and so it's a daily thing. We're supposed to follow him everywhere that we're going. But, but the problem is we tend to follow other things in our lives. There's, there's other paths and there's other ways that we go in our life. And, and there's always intersections that we come to in our lives. And it, it's a daily decision when we get to those intersections. Do we follow the one that leads to him? Or do we follow the one that leads us somewhere else? I watch people every day take the wrong turns in life. And so it, it's a challenge. 
And today I want to talk to you a little bit about Joshua. Joshua had a challenge. His mentor, the guy he traveled with, the guy he loved, the guy who was everything to him, Moses, had just passed away in this scripture. So turn with me to Joshua 1-2 real quick. I'll let you, I'll let you get there. In NIV, it says, Moses, my servant is dead. This is the Lord speaking to Joshua. He said, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. He said, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. And no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate it on it day and night, so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and you will be successful. And then God says, I have, not commanded you, I've, I have I not commanded you to be strong and to be courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is the major first prophecy in Joshua. There's seven conditional predictions of God in this scripture. The first one is, every place that you set your foot, I will give you. God has some promises he wants to give you in your life. He said, if you'll follow me, if you'll come after me, if you'll deny yourself, and you'll do this and you'll take up my cross daily, he said, I got some promises I want to give you in your life. The first one is, every place you set your foot, I'll give you. In the New King James Version, it reads like this. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead, Joshua. Now, therefore, arise. I love how God says this in this scripture. He said, Moses is dead. Arise. The time for mourning is over. The time for weeping is over. My servant is dead. Arise. That word arise is translated into the original translation, alchem, which means succeed or ordain. God said, Joshua, I got something important for you, buddy. I know your mentor's gone. I know Moses is dead. You're now the leader. And I want you to stand up because I, I, you're about to succeed in life because I've ordained you to do this in your life. That word succeed has two different meanings when you look up in the dictionary. It means to take over a throne or to take over something or it means that you're about to you're about to be successful in everything that you do. And God meant it both ways for Joshua. He said, not only are you going to take over what Moses did, you're going to take over the leadership role that I've ordained you to do, but I am not going to leave you alone. You're about to succeed in everything you do. And that's what Jesus has for each and every one of us. Jesus is saying there's some stuff in your life 
that is about to happen, but you got to let some stuff die first. You got to let something die in your life in order to see what I have to fulfill it in your life. That's why Jesus said, deny yourself. There's some stuff in our lives that's got to die in order for God to take us where He wants to take us and where He wants us to go. And there's only one way to do that. It's to kill the things that have been holding you back for years and years and years. And you say, well, pastor, it's hard. That's why it's got to die. The deal is, as long as you're giving it CPR, as long as you're feeding it, as long as you're allowing it to go on, it, it can't die. Sometimes we got to pull the plug on the past in order to go to our future. And God's saying, there's some stuff in your life that's got to die, but you got to be willing for it to die in your life in order to take you where I'm about to take you. He said, every place, Joshua, you set your foot, I will give you. Not just you're going to walk in there and it's yours. He said, but you're going to walk in with authority. See, because I'm going to go ahead of you. He said, I, I've destined you to succeed. And, and your success rate is 100%. All you have to do is follow me. He said, I got a promise. And now, he also said, I'm going to go with you like I went with Moses. Moses had plagues. Moses had pharaohs. But God never let him down. Some of you say, well, you know, it's hard. I know it's hard. I've got plagues in my life. But my plagues are my stepping stones to where God wants me to go. Sometimes you've got to step on the plagues to get to where you need to be. And God wants to take you somewhere new. Sometimes in the pain of death and disappointment, you've got to rise and march forward. Number two thing God wants to do for you. In verse 5, he said, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No matter who they are. No matter when they come in, in front of you. God said, I've already made a way even if there seems to be no way. I've made a way in your life. It doesn't matter who stands in front of you. It don't matter what giant's in your way. God says, I've got this if you follow me. If you deny yourself, if you take up your cross. Number three, he tells him, your territory will be expanded. You might say, well, I feel stuck. I feel stuck where I'm at. I'm stuck in Beaumont. Or I'm stuck in Nederland. You ever feel like that? Let me tell you what, you need to love Beaumont. I live near Houston. You need to love Beaumont. <laughs> that intersection that you get mad when you're jammed up in front of the mall at Christmas time? You need to love some Beaumont. You got everything we got right here without half the headache. I'm just going to tell you. Would you. He says your territory will be expanded. In other words, where you're living right now, where you're stuck at this moment in your life, God said, I got so much more. I got so much better stuff planned for you if you'll just open your mind and you'll open the path. And you know, I told my people a few weeks ago, you weren't creating, God didn't create you and then create the plan. He didn't create you and then create the plan. He created you for the plan. See, the plan was in order before you were ever created. It, 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 was, it was where it needed to be before he ever thought about you. 
You were created to fulfill the plan. He had destiny marked on your life the minute you breathed your first breath. The minute, the minute you were created in your mother's womb, he said, I have a plan and you were made just for it. We well, say, I don't feel used, Pastor. You better find out what that plan is. Because when you get to heaven, he's going to say, what did you do with that plan that I had for you? It's not going to just be, did you accept my son? After that question, there's going to come another judgment. And he's going to ask you, what did you do with that plan? What did you do? How did you serve? You know how this, 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 old, this old redneck boy that was raised out in the woods of LaBelle and Nederland ended up as a pastor? It's not because I'm a great speaker. It's not because I'm a great man. It's because I knew how to serve faithfully in the house of the Lord every day of my life. And I did it in this house. And he did it for me. He expanded my territory. Why? Because I followed Jesus every day. I, I had some mess-ups along the way. I asked for forgiveness. I, keep, I kept going and going and going. I'm telling you, if he'll do it for me, I guarantee you he'll do it for you. But you've got to learn how to serve. You better get on a life team. You better lead a life team. You better get in, on the dream team and make the dream happen because God has a plan. And that plan requires you. I hear people all the time say, we know if this church just had this or this. I'm like, if you get on the dream team, we'd have this or this. Uh-oh. 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 Jesus said, follow me. It's action. Somebody needs to get to walking in this place. And it's not walking out the door. It's walking around this place saying, you know what? There's a piece of trash right there. I'm going to pick it up. I'm surprised Mr. Bill ain't got that already. You saw it? Serve. You'll never have a platform in your life until you learn how to sweep it. You, you got you to learn how to do some sweeping in your life. And, and You want territory? Let me tell you what, Joshua served Moses even though he knew when Moses died he was going to get it all. He might have been... He said, get off the ground. Joseph might have been laying on the ground laughing and celebrating when Moses died because he knew he couldn't go into the promise until Moses was dead. But he served him every single day anyway. <laughs> served him and walked with him every single day. He had to go through the desert. He was one of the two spies that said, we can do this. He wasn't one of the doubters, but he still had to go through his, his trials in life and walk through the sand. I don't even like, son, there's beach, there ain't beach people in here? I don't like the beach. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like cleaning sand out of my ears. I just don't like it. I, I'd rather go in the woods. Walk through the sand in the desert with Moses. But because he was faithful, his desert turned into his dessert. It turned into his promise. It turned into his destiny. Because he knew how to be faithful to the house of God. He knew how to be faithful to the servants of God in his life. The problem is we don't get our territory because we, we limit God. We don't think he can do it. 
When I was growing up, my dad used to tell me, can't ain't a word in the Olivier Dictionary. The deal is we got some of the T's on the end of can. We got t, t, and that t is keeping us from what God has for us. Because it's not God keeping you from your destiny. It's, it's normally us or you that's keeping you from your destiny. Or you got somebody else that's helping you keep yourself from your destiny. And it's we keeping ourselves from our destiny. It, it, I learned a long time ago, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And I just had to start believing it. When I woke up in the morning, I had to look in the mirror. And even though I didn't like what I saw, I said, it's good enough for Jesus. He created me this way. It's good enough that I can accomplish what he gave me. By the way, I lost some weight. Have y'all noticed? It ain't much, but I lost some weight. <laughs> Number four, he said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Every time the devil stood in front of Moses, he gave him a way out. God gave him a way out every time the devil was right in front of him. He said, Joshua, he said, there's going to be some walls in your life. In fact, the first challenge he came to was a wall. It's called Jericho. And he was faithful and he marched and the wall fell down all by itself. Because God said, I'm going ahead of you. I've already made a way. He wants to do that in our lives today. Number five, he said, I will not fail you. Do you realize you're set up to win? In every area of your life, you are predestined to win. Predestined to win. The deal is, every time we're winning, the devil throws us a curveball, and we're like, I can't hit that. He just went over the plate. Tell Pastor Rand and I use baseball today. He'd be so proud of me because I hate baseball. <laughs> I like the Astros, but I don't like baseball. It's just boring to me. I can't watch nine innings of that stuff. I'm a football kind of guy. Me and my boy, we're football. I brought Colby with me today. Stand up, Colby. He's good looking just like his daddy. He built like a Greek god. <laughs> I'm just the plumper version. <laughs> but God knows everything about where you're at in your life. And He's got plans that you can't eat. When, when we decided to take Angleton, I'm going to tell you the truth, that Angleton, the Angleton campus we took over wasn't in, the, wasn't in the greatest shape when we got there. And it was a church, and the pastor was resigning. There were some new people who didn't like me when I got there. And there were some challenges that we had to overcome when we got there. And, and, but God's faithful, and he does things for us. And uh, Kobe was playing for Hampshire Finette. We love Hampshire Finette. Go Longhorns. If y'all ain't winning, it's because I took the superstar. I'm sorry. <laughs> but God knew that Kobe could never fulfill the plan in his life unless he expanded dad's territory and took him to Angleton. He took us to a school district that's phenomenal. We have 42 football coaches, 42 head football coaches, 42 football coaches. One of them has two Super Bowl rings, played for the Colts. Uh, over half the coaches on, in our, on our team played in the NFL or played at another, and all of them except for two played at a higher level of, of sports than high school. Uh, we have probably the best coaching staff in the state of Texas, but they knew that Colby was going to need that to go where he needed to go. He's got some letters from Harvard and Yale and all kinds of places since we got there. 
And uh, they, they actually ranked him the number nine tight end in the whole state of Texas going into this year as, as a junior. And uh, they moved him to split tackle, and all he does is run and block for the number one recruit in the nation. And so he pulls for the number one recruit in the nation every single play, just about. Uh, they've won every game this year by about 70 points. Won our first playoff game 79 to 14. I, I say all that to say this God has you in mind, He's got plans for you. And you can't even fathom how good they are. He's just waiting for you to go back and say, I'll come after you, Jesus. I'll follow you with everything that I've got. And I'll take up your cross and I'll follow you daily. He will not fail us. Mark 4, 35 through 41. Turn with me real quick as I, as I finish up. That day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And then there were other boats with him and a furious squall came up and waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. very first verse that day when evening came he said to the disciples let us go over to the other side he said let us go over i want you to get this let let us go over before they ever got in the boat jesus knew a storm was there jesus jesus didn't say i want you to go by yourself i want you to be stuck all by yourself he said let us go over he knew the storm was there. He's God. He, he knows what you're about to walk through in your life. He knew Harvey was going to hit you and hit you hard. He said, let us. Let us get in the boat and go to the other side. It also says there were other boats with him. You imagine being in one of those boats without Jesus? You imagine living your life in the boat without Jesus and the storm comes up? They didn't have Jesus sleeping in the bow of the boat. They didn't have nobody to wake up in their life. They didn't have nobody to rescue you and say, when be still. I don't want to live my life with Jesus not in my boat. I want him saying, let us go. I don't care if there's storms in my life. I don't care if there's obstacles in my life. As long as he's telling me, let us go. They asked him, said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? I think he was kind of insulted by this. He got up, he rebuked the wind, he said, the waves be quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Why do you still have no faith? Both of these scriptures that we've read today talk about being terrified and being scared and being discouraged and and. and, and the whole deal is, that is what the enemy's plan is for your life. The enemy will tell you some stuff when you're going through a storm in your life. He'll tell you it's the judgment of God. He'll tell you that you're paying for your past. He'll tell you God left you stranded and you'll never find a way out of where you are today. That's what he'll tell you. 
He, he wants you to be terrified because faith will never operate where there is fear. Faith will never operate where you are terrified in your life. Faith will never operate in discouragement because faith cannot be at that place with you. Jesus said, why are you afraid? Why are you terrified? Because he knew what the spirit that was behind that. It says, I don't have a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. There's a spirit, and God knows there's a spirit attached to that. Don't let that spirit attach to you or your life or your family. When there's storms come, I'm not afraid. I know I can go through the storm and be okay. Why? Because he said, come, go with me. I want to go with him. I'm telling you, if you're going through a storm in your life, you're there because of divine destination. And that's a hard thing. You can write that down. You're going through a storm in your life, you're going there because of a divine destination. It's a divine destination. See, because there's some stuff that he can't show, show you on the shore. There's stuff in your life that he cannot show you on the shore. There's only some things that he can, he can only show you some things in the storm. There's only some things that he can show you when there's a plague going on in your life. He can't show you who he is and he can't show off if everything is okay. He can't. Number six, he said, I will not forsake you. I'm telling you, this is for you today. I will not forsake you, God said. I didn't leave you all alone. If you feel alone, if you don't have no joy in your life, the quickest way to get it is get into the altar of God and get in His presence. It said in His presence is fullness of joy. And there's no lack of joy. There's no lack of peace in His presence. But it's the come after me. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up my cross. We forget it. Don't forget it. Number seven, he said, you will divide this land for an inheritance to Israel. When I moved to Angleton, he didn't have just me in mind. He had my kids in mind. The inheritance that he gave Joshua wasn't just for him. It was for his whole family. You want to know why there's kids struggling in families today? It's because their parents don't want to pay the price to follow Jesus. There's a price to pay, but when you, you pay the price and you say, I'm coming after you every single day. I'm following you every single day. I'm denying my flesh every single day. I'll take up your cross. He's got an inheritance for you and for your children and for your family. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And I'll tell you this much, we'll never lack either. We will never lack. I've never made a bad business deal in my life. I'm, I'm blessed. But I've also never miss, missed a tithe from the first, first day job I had at 15 to, to, to today. Never missed one. I've never not been blessed because my God is always with me. I'm coming after you, Jesus. I'm coming after you more this week than I did last week. Serve him notice in your life. I mean, I wake up in the morning and say, next week, it's going to be better than this week. Jesus, I don't care what happens. i got stuff going on in my life right now just like you do. But I know next week's going to be better than this week because Jesus has got a plan for me. And the plan was there before I ever was created, before I ever got there. And then he tells Joshua in Joshua 1.9, I am with you wherever you go. 
But right before the promise, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. All these promises, four of them came with acts of obedience with them. You've got to obey God in your life. First promise he gave that acquired obedience was you will prosper wherever you go. If you obey the law and meditate on it. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. If you love me, you obey my commandments. There's, how many know there's two different kinds of love? You know that? There's lots of people in my church I love, but I don't love them. I met my wife. I, I loved her when I started dating her. But I didn't love her. <clears throat> I loved her right here. And through time, and through spending time with her, and through being with her, I loved her here. And, and Jesus is saying, I don't want you just to obey my commandments because you're scared of hell. I don't want you to just obey my commandments because uh, you're scared of me. I want you to obey them because you love me not because not you love me here because you you love me here it's 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 just a it's a different kind of love it's an agape love and it, it's like I never really knew how much Jesus really loved me, or God really loved me that he would give me his only son I, I never really got that John three sixteen thing to the full until I held Colby in my arms being my firstborn son and I was like this is what God did for me he, he gave me I couldn't fathom. I couldn't fathom, fathom taking my son and, and, and knowing that his destiny was to die for someone else. But God loved me so much, and he's just asking us, will you love me the same way? Will you, will you deny yourself? Will you, will you follow me? Will you come after me? One of my kids, if I ain't seen them in a couple days, they come home, I go after them. Come here, boy. Kobe, you run for me. No, Dad, you ain't kissing me. I'll pin him up against the wall. I don't care that he's fixing to be 17 next week. I'll, I'll give it all to him right sloppy way. And then Austin, my youngest one, he goes, I don't want none of them juicy kisses, Dad. I'll grab him. I'll lick my lips. Come here, boy. I'm going to smack one on you because I love them boys. I love them with all of my heart. God's saying, just love me the same way. Come after me. Follow me. Aggressively pursue me. You know, guys, you know what that pursue is. You saw that girl out the corner of your eye and you pursued her. That's right. That's why she's married to you today. Some of y'all guys are like, no, she pursued me. <laughs> you still know what pursue is. You ran for a little while. She just caught you. But God's saying, pursue me, come after me, follow me, and you'll prosper wherever you go. Joshua 1.8, it says, you will make 
make your way prosperous. It's your choice. His way equals prospering. Number three is, uh, it says, you'll have good success if you follow my ways. His way equals success in your life. Number four, God says, I'll be with you wherever you go when you're strong and courageous. Stand strong. Don't lose faith. Don't lose heart. Know that, I, I, yeah, I got to stand a little bit and I got to have a little bit of faith when, when it's hard to have faith. But I'm going to stand strong and, and I'm going to follow God and He's going to take me where I need to go. It all starts with following Him. Everything that's good in our life starts with following Him. I remember when I was 13, I was at that camp and I said, Jesus, come to my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I remember that day. And I didn't quite fathom everything when I, when I said that prayer on that day. I didn't quite get everything that I get today. But it's through pursuing Him going after him that that's when revelation comes in your life that's when revelation will come in your life you say well i don't i don't get this god thing all the way just keep coming after him i want to challenge you keep following him keep pursuing him he's just waiting 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 for you every single day every morning he's looking down at you as you crawl out of bed saying will this be the day will he come back to me Will he come after me? Because I have so much that I've planned for him. I'm just waiting for him to let the things in his life die so that he can arise. Stand with me and let's pray today. Father, I thank you for, for your word today. Let it, become, let it become man in our lives. Let it become alive in our lives today, Dad. I thank you for each and every individual in these seats today, Father, that, that you would speak to them right now and show them things in their life that need to die so that they can arise for you. I thank you, Father, that today you're doing a new work in their lives and that as they leave this place today, Father, there's a, a special blessing that is coming upon them. And Father, let them share your giving words everywhere that they go, Father, and let them give life to others. In your name we pray.